Hello, welcome to the Mystery Club. This is the last episode of a serial about the disappearance of Agatha Christie. Disappearance of Agatha Christie The Maurice Coley Enigma In early December 1926, the picturesque seat of Newlands Corner in Surrey was the scene of a mysterious event that was widely reported in the English and international press of the time. Agatha Christie's car, a Maurice Coley, was found abandoned near a quarry, a car about which so little or nothing is known. The details of this enigmatic case. A few hundred meters from the famous viewpoint, a car abandoned after a slight accident was discovered very early. No trace of its owner. Inside are various personal items belonging to Agatha Christie, including a driver's license in her name. At this very moment, it is a simple authorization to drive a car. The owner seems to have evaporated. Will the car reveal its secrets? McAllister, the witness, talks about a car that he did not consider to be a priori damaged, whose driver simply had a problem starting the car because of a cold, on whose battery was not completely discharged since the lights were on. These are the vehicle's position lights, which are mandatory in England at this time of year. The car, the one of the main story, was found a little later on a road bordering a quarry. A few days later, a pseudo-reconstruction of the accident was made by the police, but the vehicle used is a Dennis model. On his blog, David Fryer, a specialist, explains. The interesting thing about this car is that Dennis had a factory in Guildford just down the road from where Agatha Christie disappeared. It's not much since nobody knows what really happened on the vehicle used, the one we find on the famous reenactment photo on which is an impressive and large landaulet dates from before 1915. David Fryer also thinks that it could have been supplied by the Dennis factory in Guildford.
what did the car look like? The Morris Coley model bought by Huggutter Christie remains an enigma. David Fryer states, There are no published photos, no documents, no license plate number and very few details other than an occasional mention in his autobiography on interviews. Even the Daily Mail, which devoted several pages to the incident of December 1926 with many photographs in support, did not publish any of the Maurice Coley. For David Fryer, it seems that the car was quickly taken away by the police and sent to the Sanford garage in Guildford. He writes, probably before the press was alerted. According to a source quoted by Andrew Norman, the Maurice Collet arrived at the garage in Guildford on Saturday afternoon, December 4. The employee took a look at it. In addition to the discharged battery, the damage he noticed was a slightly damaged hood, a broken speedometer cable on a slightly bent front fender. So we don't have any picture of a damaged car. No picture were taken either at the accident seat where it remained until around noon or in the garage in Guildford from where it left for Sunningdale on Sunday, December 5. On the morning of the event, the mines had focused on the disappearance of the novelist and not on her poor damaged car. In December 1926, the Daily Mail described the vehicle as a two-seater, a detail that was reported in French newspapers over time. On the other hand, the description found on a Berkshire Police Search poster published on December 9, 1926, presented the Maurice Collet as a four-seater. Was the Agatha Christie car a four-seater or a two-seater? This is a question. No precise date is mentioned in Agatha Christie's writings or interviews regarding the year of purchase of her car acquired at the suggestion of her husband, but according to David Fryer, her autobiography offers some useful clues. However, we cannot take all the elements in Agatha Christie's autobiography at face value. In her recollections, she sometimes associates facts that are not from the same period. The novelist's memory at the time she wrote her autobiography is no longer as accurate. For example, she says, Anna the Adventuress had now appeared in the evening news on I had bought my Maurice Collet. 
she learned to drive it and had almost immediately the general strike was called before I had three more lessons with Archie. Now, Anne the Adventurer is a serial adaptation of her fourth novel, The Man in the Brown Suit, published by her publisher in August 1924. After the book was published for bookshops, the London newspaper Evening News broke the publication rights in the form of a daily soap for 500 pounds. As for the general strike in England, it takes place in May 1926. Did Agatha Christie buy it in 1924? The novelist honored Maurice Collet-Bulnoz. And the most surprising thing about this whole 11-day disappearance case is that the central element of the case, the car, remains a mystery. Information about it is almost non-existent. We don't know anything specific about it. In 1924, the Christie's moved from London to Sunningdale. They first rented one of two apartments on the upper floors of a large Victorian house called Scotswood. Agatha Christie bought her Morris College shortly after the Christie family moved to Sunningdale with the 500 pounds she earned. It wasn't until early 1926 that the Christie's bought their own house, later called Steele's in reference to Agatha's first published novel, The Mysterious Arthur of Steele's. Agatha Christie began to drive her car with apprehension. The grip is difficult and Probably to familiarize herself with it, her husband quickly asked her to drive him to London. Then she gradually gets used to going into her garage and mingling with other drivers. She will say, I gained a bit of self-confidence and after three or four days, I was able to get further into London and brave the dangers of the traffic. How happy this car has been for me! One of the greatest pleasures I had when I got out of the car was to go to Ashfield and take mom for a drive. She loved passionately, just like I did. I don't think anything gave me more pleasure, more joy to succeed than my dear Maurice Collet with a bottle nose, said Agatha Christie. What other clues can we find? Why did the press at the time say that Agatha Christie's Maurice Collet was a two-seater? 
Over the years, we have been able to search the novelist's writings for clues as to why she ran away for 11 days. Can we also find clues about a car among what the queen of mystery crime fiction has published? In December 1924, precisely two years before her temporary disappearance, a short story was published in a magazine in the United Kingdom in this short story, The Manhood of Edward Robinson, we learn that the novelist knew precisely one model of convertible which cost around 500 pounds. The hero of the story, Edward Robinson, thinks about how to spend the 500 pounds he just won in a contest. He knows what he wants to do with it, at least for 465 of them to buy an elegant and fast two-seater car. Agatha Christie then recovered and kept at least until 1930 her beloved car, which was damaged in 1926. During the first month of her life with the archaeologist Max Malowan, whom she met in the Middle East, she organized a picnic near Torquay at the suggestion of her daughter. She recounts, It was almost certain that it, not the weather, would be wet. Rosaline offered us a picnic on the moor. I was enthusiastic and Max accepted with an appearance of pleasure. I was driving my trusty Maurice Coley, which, of course, was an open passenger car and had an antique soft top with several holes in its structure so that when I was sitting in the back, the water was flowing steadily down the back of the neck. So we started and the rain came but I persisted and told Max about the many beauties of the moor, which he couldn't quite see through the fog on driving rain. It is not known if Rosaline had offered her mother and her friend Max a romantic picnic or if she was present. In any case, the Maurice Collet in question is a four-seater. Puzzles and Mysteries dot WordPress dot com